Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fifth Wednesday. This is a extra special Fifth Wednesday because joining me is Steve Gladen, my boss, your friend, our, uh, we're, pastor our at Saddleback. together in ministry. Boss sounds so bleh. <laughs> it does, but we all know which way things go easy, around here. So. Easy. Let's celebrate. Let's actually celebrate. Uh, Steve, you are my boss and you did hire me, which shows me that you're a man of great ah. taste and excellent of course. Uh, uh, decision-making abilities. Uh, but we are here to celebrate because the Small Group Network reached a milestone this year. Uh, we have reached 15 years of ministry, which is a big deal. Uh, Steve, why don't you why don't you give us a little bit on the history of the the thirty to sixty second history of the small group network and how it got to be where it is and where we are today? Yeah, it's actually really fun because uh, the lobby was actually uh, the lobby is a uh, three day event that we have here every February. What was great is those dates coincided with when the small group network launched in two thousand seven. And then where it uh, is taking off in the in the next uh, 15 years of what we're planning. So it's pretty exciting that that was a monumental time and it, the event got to celebrate it and, uh, and and celebrate each other, which was the thing that we've always wanted the network to be. We've always realized that um, we're better together. That is no no shock to anyone listening. But what we always knew was is that there are always people that are standing alone. Either they don't have the connections personally, they don't have the resources, and they, they don't have the vision for why being better together is so important for the network uh, as a whole. And it's been interesting, as much as I've uh, been in small group ministries for way too many decades, it's, it's interesting that the more small group point people I meet, they are super community driven in their church. They're hyper introverted when it's talking about networking with others. And what happens is, is the best secrets or the best innovation that's happening in the church become secrets. And it's really a, a, a bummer. And the beautiful thing about the network is, is people are sharing their ideas and other people are using them all around the globe. So that's, it's been super exciting to watch it go from a, a bunch of people around a lunch table uh, on our uh, on our campus in 2007 to seeing what all has been done. And uh, if you haven't seen our year end report, it is in the show notes. It's just been it's been humbling and it's been amazing to watch how people are engaging with each other on our Facebook group and also being able to see how people are engaging with all the resources that are on the web and available to them and serving the church uh, around the globe has been a goal and a desire and it's fun to watch that happen. So we are better together. We just got to be a little bit more sharing in mind and uh, share all those, those things that you don't think are very cool at your church. They're very innovative for somebody else's church. And it's the old saying, there's always someone smarter than you and there's always someone that can grow from you. And if you can just remember that and help other people grow in their small group ministry by sharing what you're doing, um, boy, has the digital world. And James, this is your, this is a, one of the reasons why I'm so excited in hiring you is because you get the digital world and I didn't grow up with it. I barely engage with it. But what we do know is it is the vehicle for the future. And if you don't uh, grasp that, uh, you are going to be left behind. We'll talk more about that in the, the closing future trends of the uh, where where life is happening in small yeah. group ministry. Yeah, I it really is a privilege to have kind of come on right at this point. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, I got uh, drafted and signed and brought up to plate right as the bases were loaded. <laughs> and it, it feels like, uh, a lot of fun. It, fe it feels like I'm running downhill. I've said before, but, uh, I was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and someone talked about like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if there's a place where like, we could just share all of our ideas and like brainstorm suggestions and tips and ideas for ministry. I was like, 
oh, guess what? <laughs> there is. And I work there and here's the link. This and I, I posted that medicine, on Twitter. So and- I just don't go off on those kind of comments, <laughs> but I'm glad they, they found it finally. <laughs> well, and that's how it is. That's how it is. Digital is exactly like Sunday morning where the rule on Sunday morning is you have to make an Some- announcement until you're sick of hearing it and think your audience is sick of hearing it. That's when they're just starting to get it for the first time. And that's true online as well. You feel like, oh, I've been posting this and saying this and talking about this for years now. And then someone will walk up and be like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we did this? So it has been a great year of growth and a lot of fun for me. But Steve, why don't you share a little bit about what we're doing right now and kind of the direction that that's taking us in the future and how that's going to be hopefully a big help and impact for anyone who's a part of the network. Yeah, and, and just so everyone who's listening, our, our, our mission and our vision are pretty much staying the same. You know, we're, we're all about connecting people personally, resourcing them strategically and impacting globally. Uh, we're, we're still going to to move towards those fronts and keep keep doing that. I think what you're seeing is you're just seeing another version uh, of the software coming out of what's happening. And so in true Saddleback fashion, we are thinking through a crawl step, a walk step and a run step. And uh, the great thing is I can be uh, normally I'm color commentary, but I can be play by play this time. And James, you can be color commentary and bring some life behind these things. But uh, I'd just love to share with our listeners how on this fifth Wednesday, you could move out of the shadows and into making an impact in the network. And I think that that's what could be so exciting for each one, because uh, everyone's got somewhere to contribute. Um, everyone is a 10 in something, especially in small group ministry. Everyone that's all listening has something to bring. If you'll just take the risk and do it. So you can jump in on our crawl step, our walk step or our run step. But I think uh, any one of us can uh, do all three, to be honest with you. But we'll, we'll take you wherever you're at. So let me uh, let me jump in with the crawl step. Crawl step is that uh, one of the things that's been a huge hit uh, is ideas books. And uh, for the last 35 years since I've been in small group ministry, I've seen a lot of different ideas books uh, make it and, and do wonderful things for helping uh, small groups take it to that next level. And this is going to be no exception. Uh, I did my own ideas book called 250 Big Ideas uh, that I think it came out in 09, if I remember right. And, uh, and it's still being uh, purchased and, and taken in and that. And what I want to do is I want to be able and what we are going to do is we want to come out with a streamlined ideas book that you'll be able to give this Christmas to each one of your leaders. And the bottom line is every one of you have ideas that you're doing in your small groups. And one of the reasons why I love the lobby is I walked away with five ideas just from conversations with people of things that I'm like going, huh, this would be good for us to do. This is, this would be something great for us to do. And so part of what I want to be able to do is just get you to submit your ideas. And, um, th- we'll, we'll have a, we already have a web page. It's already set up so that you can do this. But we're going to be doing layout and design uh, through the through the end of summer. And so there's a timeline on this. So somewhere between now and uh, that first part of July, we I want you in the book because I want you to be a published author. I want your your name, your church, where you're at on this planet. And this is the beautiful thing. If you're listening outside the the North American continent, this is a great opportunity for you to kick in and share your idea. Uh, even if it's in another language, we've got Google Translate so we can we can pick it up if we don't know the language. And I want to see you be a part of this because the best thing about this network is, is it's made up from people just like you. And you may go, oh, my idea is this, you know, normal, but, you know, it, it, it's more than normal. It's uh, extraordinary. And so we want to make sure you you get in there. And James, I know you've got something set up. How can they submit their ideas no matter where they're at on this planet? 
Yeah, just go to smallgroupnetwork.com slash ideas book and head over there, add your name and contact info so that we can send you a prize should you be one of the lucky winners. And we actually don't have a ton of responses right now. So if you submit a pri- submit uh, an idea, you have a pretty solid chance of winning an iPad. So they just updated the iPads. They're even better. Uh, I mean, they're always updating the iPads, so that's not a surprise. But I wanted to give you a couple uh, examples of stuff that people have submitted already, just so, just to give you an idea of the fact that everyone's got a decent idea. We're not looking for you know, something life-changing. We're not here to rewrite the Bible or anything like that. We're here to just share small things that change ministries. So uh, here's the first one. Uh, It says, one of the primary goals of our life groups is to reach friends for Jesus. One of the best ways our group leaders have found to accomplish this is to keep what we call a book of life. In a pocket-sized notebook, the group leaders keep the first names of unchurched friends for each member of the group. On a daily basis, they pray for the member to have spiritual conversations with unchurched friends and for the Holy Spirit's activity in the heart of the unchurch. Each member and their friends gets a page in the notebook. Specific prayer requests are noted here as well as hobbies, interests of the unchurched person for relational cross-pollination with other members of the group. The notebook keeps evangelism at the top of the mind for group leaders and their members. And when they visit with group members, they can pray with them about seeing a breakthrough in the life of that unbeliever. Another Simple idea along those lines is have group leaders set an alarm on their phone for 2.42 p.m. When the alarm goes off, have them pray for their groups to be devoted to each other like the description in Acts 2.42. So keeping that Love those ideas. Now, I think a real group would do it at 2.42 p.m. and 2.42 a.m. I mean, because we we (laughs) pray without ceasing. So... uh, uh, you know, we love to see. I think I love doing those ideas. We love to see people who lead by example, Steve. So I can't wait to find out all the fruit that comes from your two forty two a.m. prayers. <laughs> Actually, that that works a lot and better for me than two forty two p.m. because I'm so wrapped up in my day, I'll probably forget. But that's why we got the alarm on our phone. So I love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So go to smallgroupnetwork.com slash ideas book and submit your idea and maybe win an iPad. All right. Boy, I love that. I mean, uh, I love that we're giving away an iPad and I just pray that we can afford to give away that iPad and on all that, but it, it'll be exciting. <laughs> the other thing we want to know is if, if you submit an idea, obviously we're going to send you a copy of the ideas book and we really want you to be a part of this and, uh, not, not only just bless, hopefully you'll be blessed by the ideas book you'll receive, but hopefully you'll want to give that to your small group leaders uh, that you have in your church. It's going to be a great Christmas gift, uh, but you got to plan ahead. And I don't want you to see the book and go, ah, oh, I should have done that. So right now go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash ideas book. It'll be in the show notes also if you're listening on a drive or anything like that and be a part of it. All right, now uh, let's jump into the walk step. I mean, in Saddleback fashion, we got the crawl step, which is the the ideas book. I, I know that every one of you have ideas that you're giving your small group leaders. Now to the crawl step. Now in in just the way God designed everything, if you don't realize this, we have a, an event every year called the lobby. And it would so happen that when the lobby was happening, that we we celebrated the 15 year anniversary of the small group network. And on the very next day, we launched this walk step that we're going to talk to you about called the small group podcast network. Now, in uh, February 21st of uh, 2007, a group of us got around the table and you can, you can kind of read all about it uh, when you look at a year end report, but we, we, we just had a vision for, you know, connecting people personally, resourcing them strategically and trying to impact the globe, just hoping we could do that. And in 07, the small group network launched. At the lobby, we celebrated the 15-year anniversary, and it was just a, a, a fun, fun thing to do at, at this event. Then on the very next day, 2-22-22, we launched the Small Group Podcast Network. 
Now, the beautiful thing about that is it it's composed up of a couple different parts. Uh, and James is going to go into this a little bit deeper, but it's composed into a content part and then a, a, a curriculum part. And the beautiful thing about where trends are rolling is that we're going to see just some amazing things happen through the podcast network. There's a whole reason why we're doing the podcast network. Uh, James, why don't you give us a quick overview of each one of the parts? I'll get this time. We'll flip it. I'll give a little color commentary of what makes it so special. And then uh, we can, you know, jump into the, the other half of the podcast network and then how they can jump in and be a part of it. The, the true reason for this is we wanted to provide not only great resources for you and your church, but an opportunity for you to develop your own skills, whether it's in writing curriculum, whether it's creating content for a podcast or whatever, because I, the biggest thing that I've found in joining the network is how many awesome and amazing people <laughs> are out there. And I can't wait to see what y'all create. So here's, here's the goal. Here's what we're doing. Number one, we're splitting up the existing podcast. Split. That sounds so uh, hurtful, James. I mean, come on, man. We're, we're that's right. Community. That's right. The Beatles are breaking oh. up. <laughs> the Beatles are breaking up. We're going to find out who the real stars are now. <laughs> it's no, no one skating on anyone else's coattails here. No, I'm just kidding. We are splitting up the podcast. So each one is getting their own channel. Steve will stay right here on the group talk channel. Uh, he's going to be changing the name of the show and, and some of the artwork. But like if you're subscribed to this, you're going to be getting it still. Uh, Bill search. <laughs> Uh, leadership journey is now its own channel. You can subscribe to that and you should because he has some pretty awesome guests coming up. I, uh, Carolyn Takeda also has some amazing guests lined up. Uh, Carolyn's show is called here to there with Carolyn Takeda. You can, there'll be a link in the show notes and you can just search for that in your favorite podcast app. And then Nick Lindsay, uh, reading lens, is splitting off and becoming its own show. Nick is uh, making some cool changes to that coming up soon. So stay tuned for that because he's using this opportunity to really, really kind of uh, shift his show format to some extent. But I think you're going to like what's coming out of that. And then we've also, we have also started adding shows. Uh, the most recent one we just added is called Why God Why? Uh, hosted by Peter Englert, a longtime member of the net. Well, not a long time. He's actually uh, voted rookie of the year last year. Uh, uh, but he has an existing podcast called Why God Why? Again, link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's a great, uh, I would describe it as kind of a, a workplace ministry podcast. It's how you apply uh, the things you learn in small group, the things you learn in Sunday to your regular daily life, whether that's the workplace at home or, or whatever. He's got some great guests on there. Uh, a recent one was Tony Newhoff, Carrie Newhoff's wife talking about uh, marriage and ministry. And, and I, he's, yeah, he's got a lot of great guests on there. Definitely check it out. And you'll be seeing more of that posted around. Well, James, before we get into the second half of the network, let's stay focused on, on, on this one side because I don't want the listeners to, to miss out on how they can be a, a part of this. So obviously one half of the network is, is that we are, uh, taking the, the rich content. They're on, they're on separate channels. Obviously, if you go to the group talk, podcast network, you'll, you'll see all the channels that, that we have available at any one of the streaming services you're a part of. So you're not going to, you're not going to lose the functionality of finding, uh, any of, any of the great things we have going right now. But one of the things that we learned was, is that, uh, there, a lot of our downloads, uh, almost two thirds of our downloads are people going back to existing shows because they're searching for content that that's relevant to them and they'll go back and listen to old shows. Only about uh, a third of our, our of our listen, listeners that are downloading each month are, you know, jumping into the existing four shows that we have. W one of our great learnings from that was is that knowing that People are more interested in content more than the four of us, but that's okay. Now the fifth with Peter. So, uh, but you know, th that's no problem on that side of it because eventually the content that we're talking about is always, you know, if you don't get it real time, people are going back, you know, sometimes two, three, four or five years back into our podcast to listen to relevant content because they're searching for it. 
So there's a great opportunity for two pockets of listeners on this side of the podcast network. One is if you have an existing podcast that you're doing, it, this is a great opportunity to jump into the network because people find your podcast either by word of mouth or by, you know, someone cross-pollinating, talking about it. And that's one of the great things we're going to be doing through the network is helping bring to light some of the great shows that are out there. We're in conversations right now with two or three other podcasters that have already got some networks going to come on into the uh, small group uh, podcast network. That's going to be super exciting. And so you may have an existing show. I want to encourage you to connect with James at his email, james at uh, smallgroupnetwork.com and be able to be a, be a part of that and, uh, you know, network together because we are better together. People will find you quicker and be able to listen to your great uh, ideas you have. But there's also a segment of you out there that you've got a passion towards something about small group ministry or about ministry in general. And you may say, gosh, I, 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 I don't, can't do a show weekly or monthly. And it's a lot of work. James, I mean, I think you told me, didn't you, that the average podcast lasts how long? Lasts less than 10, 10 episodes. episodes. Okay, so it is hard work. I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm just starting up my third. And by average, I mean, I mean, 90% of podcasts are less than okay, 10 episodes. So part of it, I get it because, you know, uh, the show I do is going into its third year and it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, what are you doing? But you may have something that's two, three, four, five episodes long that you've taught on before, but you just haven't put it in audio form. And what I want to encourage you to be able to do is being able to say, hey, here's, here's my three shows or my three episodes uh, that may be a show that that is on developing leaders or here are my four shows that are talking about how your leaders can do soul care. There, there can be as many uh, shows as you have ideas. And so basically it's the ideas book, but just taken into an audio form and taken a little deeper. So those are your two pockets on this side of the, the podcast network that we're developing that if you've got, you know, something in you that you're passionate about, I want to encourage you just to submit it to us and we'll, we'll throw it into the network that people can search for and, and learn from you in two shows, three shows, four shows. I mean, episodes about, um, about the show you're creating. The other thing too, uh, that like I says out there, you may be already be doing a podcast, uh, stats, I guess, which would say that you, you're not, we'll just take whatever podcast you thought you were doing, uh, that lasted less than 10 episodes <laughs> and we'll create a show out of it and, uh, let people have it. But that's one side. I just don't want you to miss that before James goes into the, the fun side of the, uh, audio curriculum. So TS up there, James. Uh, the other half really slots in line with that, and that is building out audio curriculum. Uh, audio curriculum is just curriculum that's been converted to audio format. Uh, similar to a video streaming service you may subscribe to for your curriculum for your church, uh, what we're looking to do is turn you know a, a four to 12 session curriculum into a four to 12 episode podcast. And there are, there are some big benefits to this for your small group leaders. Uh, the first is in an ideal world, uh, in the utopian small group, people would watch videos on their own at home and then discuss in the small group. Uh, in reality, this doesn't happen. Uh, people would much prefer to sit in their small group and watch a video and then spend the last 15 minutes of, of community time uh, just discussing the, the uh, video. With a podcast, it's even more uncomfortable to sit there and stare at each other while you're listening to a podcast. So people actually do listen to it on their own. Now, realistically, uh, they're listening to it in the car on the way to their small group. Uh, we'd love for them to kind of, you know, spend special quiet time meditating on the rich word in the audio curriculum, but really it's probably going to be in the car on the way to small group. But that's okay because that leaves all of small group time for discussion and engagement and community. Uh, the second benefit is it's free for you. Uh, the, we're creating a, a large portfolio of audio curriculum that you can check out. You can say, hey, you know what? This I really like this one. This one doesn't work. Um, this one 
I can tweak and add some additional stuff for my people and that's up to you. That's great. It's a free resource that uh, we are creating for small group point people like yourself, but we can't do this on our own. We need your help. Yes, we're in talks with publishers. We're working with publishers on adapting existing curriculum and creating curriculum for this. But I, in my time with the network, some of y'all have some amazing curriculum and I would love to work with you in creating that or adapting that for the network. So here's how you help. Uh, send me an email, james at smallgroupnetwork.com. And let me know that you're interested in adapting or creating curriculum for the audio network. We would love to work with you on that. Even if you just have the idea for it and you want to kind of feel it out, let me know. We're happy to work with you on that and develop some of these processes because some of you really do have some great content and we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to share it with the rest of the network and be a part of this, this thing we're building. You know, one of the great things uh, about this is that I, I'm really digging this side of the, the network on the uh, audio curriculum back before um, uh, 2002. And even in some of the earlier days of the close of uh, 99, 2001, we tried to saddle back to do audio, audio curriculum uh, because we couldn't afford video video capability to do curriculum because it was so expensive at that, that time is so cutting edge. And so we, we actually, uh, we test piloted it with a number of groups at Saddleback, uh, trying to get them to listen to cassettes. And some of you may not know what those are. You can go ahead and go into your search engine and typing the word, what is a cassette player and learn all about that. But the beautiful thing is that we, it was an epic fail uh, because groups didn't want to sit and stare at a cassette recorder during group time to hear the master teacher. And uh, so right idea, wrong time in history, uh, because nobody had access. You got you got to think this is when in your vehicles you were you either had an eight track tape player or you had a cassette player and cassette players were just now starting to be, you know, in, in vehicles all the time. And, the, you know, CDs eventually were, were going to overtake that. But the, the point of that is, is that with the way phones are right now, you can listen any place, any time to, to the content. And the beautiful thing about where culture is going, we're going to, you know, talk about this at the very close on future trends. But, you know, there's there's a place for online. There's a place for in-person. And the beautiful thing about the uh, audio um, curriculum is that it really is. Uh, it was a great idea we had back in the uh, late, late 90s, early 2000s. But it just people didn't have access to it. And this is going to make it very easy for your groups to do it. And here's something else I know. Since O2, when video curriculum first came out, when we piloted it and, and tried it out the first time at Saddleback, is that, you know, every church is doing video curriculum and with zero work, zero work, because all we're going to do is we're just going to take the audio feed off the curriculum. We just need your permission to do it. And then we can highlight where they can get the booklets and different things like that. So the, the podcast network has got two great arms to it. That is just going to benefit your small group ministry in incredible ways and meet really where culture is moving towards in the audio realm. So super excited about that. And James, any any closing comments on that before I, I tee up the, the run step? This is going to be a huge area of growth for us. And this is a I'd love for you to kind of like be a founding member of this. Um, we'll talk. We've talked a little bit about. Uh, we have about 9,000 monthly visitors to our website. Uh, we will be way over that pr within this time next year in audio. Uh, so this is an area that just has exponential growth potential for us. And I can't wait until 15 years from now when we're saying, oh, you were a part of that founding thing where you built the next giant focus on the family or uh, moody Bible radio network or something like that, that you got to be a founding member of. And that, that's going to be pretty exciting. If you don't know what either one of those were, they're going to be big. So just, just, <laughs> just get the heart behind where we're going with that. 
Let me let me jump into the run step. You know, as we as we concluded, you know, uh, celebrating the 15 years, we were quickly w- looking ahead to the next 15 years. And one of the things that we're excited about doing is a group method Bible. And obviously, in true Saddleback fashion, group stands for a, just a, a a great way to do an inductive study. And it's basically you just gather together, which is your icebreaker. You read God's word that is, you know, put put before you. You observe what's going on in God's word. You you talk about it and discuss so you can understand it is the you. And then you'll you know connect personally on that, and you'll also pray about that. Uh, and the whole group acrostic is uh, just uh, you know just a, a great way for the the group people to understand the group method Bible. Now, there's a lot of things we want to talk talk about that, but James, you talk about how the Bible was experienced first uh, amongst people. And before I go any deeper into uh, what we're doing on this run step, share with us about you know how people experience the Bible and why the group method is so exciting. Yeah, so the group method, and for those of our listeners who are outside of the U.S., you may be in the in the culture where this is going to be completely obvious to you. But in the U.S., we we kind of think of ourselves as mavericks, as cowboys. Like we go off and I, I would say almost all of North America. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, 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 well, let, let's not let's not you know dis, distort this for our friends up uh, north and south yeah. of the border. Yeah, we like to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Uh, very individualistic is what I'm getting at. Uh, but the Bible was written to groups of people. Uh, the All the epistles were written to those churches. Uh, the book of Philippians was written to the church in Philippi and was read publicly to the church in Philippi. Uh, so if the Bible was written to groups of people, why don't we, who are tend to be individualistic, read it that way? And so the group method is meant to be a reminder for those of us who lean individualistic first, the the Bible applies to us as a group as well. That group could be your church. It could be your small group. It could be your family. It could be your spouse. Uh, but the reading the Bible, uh, number one, applies to our lives personally. We don't want to detract from that. That's absolutely true. And that's, you know, you should be transformed by the reading of the word of God. Uh, but also you plural should be transformed by the reading of the word of God. So the group method is is really meant to read the Bible, as a, be a Bible study method as a group. Again, whether that's you as a family, your family devotions, or your small group, or if you're in a smaller church, this works well for that. In a larger church, I think you should be breaking up into small groups and using it that way. I, I'm a little biased. I'm paid to be biased. But yeah, join small groups. <laughs> But it'd be, it'd be a part of your passion, yes, whether you were absolutely. paid or not. So well, well, we know that. that's why we <laughs> hired you. But what, now, now you may be thinking about how does this look practically and with that. And so a lot of you, when we talk about the word Bible, you're thinking of a, a fairly large book that, uh, you know, that you're carrying around. And the, the beautiful thing about this is that the, these are all going to be individual books of the Bible. We're going to, so you'll have uh, Matthew, you'll have Mark, you'll have, uh, you know, Luke and John and just all, all of them that are floating throughout all the 66 books of the canon. And one of the things that uh, we're obviously going to start on is the New Testament and uh, Psalms and, and Proverbs first that we're working with a publisher on uh, inking this deal. But James, you know, when, when we talk about breaking these out individually as books of the Bible, talk to us about what that's going to look like and and just how it's going to serve the the small group. Yeah. So these uh, eventually, when they when they uh, go on sale, will be individual books of the Bible. You may have seen something something similar with uh, Crossway has the ESV Illuminated Scripture Bible. They're sold individually. They're sold for like five to ten bucks, depending on whether you're getting a larger book of the Bible or a smaller one, and one page. Uh, what the left side is a single column, regular book paper, uh, word of God, just the book of Ephesians in, in one little book. And then the left page is usually a dot grid or lined so you can journal or write notes. And we really found. So left on, on the left side text, is the scripture. Yes. And then on the right side, it's the text and the right side is where 
uh, those are blank pages. Exactly, that's correct. In the publishing world, they pitch these as note-taking Bibles, but what they actually know is usually what happens is people tend to just draw on them. <laughs> there are some of you who are great note takers. Good job. Way to, way to engage with things. Uh, and then the rest of you are sitting there in church doodling. Uh, they also are not known as in the publishing world as your taking to church Bible. Um, they, because if the, if you bring your copy of Ephesians and the pastor happens to skip over to, uh, Colossians for a second, like you're, you're out of luck on that. So what we're doing is we are creating, uh, something a little bit different and you can go on the website to check this out. We'll put the link in the show notes. You're going to be going back and forth the link in the show notes on this one a lot, but I, we are creating one that uses the group method. So people do take notes when it's something someone else said. So for example, the most common notes that are taken in a small group are prayer requests. Uh, if someone else has a, a great insight or idea, people tend to write that down. So with the group method, it's designed to pull those insights out from each member of your group. So you don't have to write down any of your thoughts or ideas or comments on the Bible, but there's plenty of opportunity for you to write down everyone else's. And we've found too that the Holy Spirit is most likely to speak to you through someone else. Uh, we're also doing adding a fun twist to this, uh, and you kind of have to see the pictures to get the idea, but we're doing black pages with white text. So it's kind of inverted colors, dark mode. If you switch your phone or your computer to dark mode, I, this is the, it's honestly, we're largely doing that because it looks cooler and, uh, makes your writing look more interesting. So you're more likely to write it, write in it if it just looks cool. Yeah, I know the, the, the pitch you're making to a Christian audience is saying, Hey, let's go to the dark mode. You know, uh, that, that's so, not the best, you know, analogy we're, 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 we're really looking uh, for I, right I've now. got, but the cool mode is, is much yeah, better. Well, we've got a, we've got one potential name for it. Um, if it has the dot grid on it, we thought about calling it salt and light. So, cause the dot looks like little salt, salt grains on the, on the page. So, um, still, yeah, that pitch is yeah, much okay. better, much okay. better than going to the dark, than going to the dark All right. side. All right. Well, work in progress, <laughs> work in progress. So <laughs> yeah, we, we want your help in creating this project. Yeah. So how you, how you participate in this, you're probably going, am I rewriting the Bible? Am I making the dots? What's happening? But here's where you come into play. Now, I've talked to a number of small group pastors, and all of you have passion scriptures that, that you're a part of. And even small group leaders, there, there's passion scriptures that, that you want to be uh, a, a part of, and you're, you're, you've studied it a lot. You've got some things. And what we're wanting to do throughout this Bible and throughout each one of the books, let's just pick, uh, let's pick, pick the book of John. There may be a chapter in John that that you have some great insights on because you've preached on it before, because you've talked about it in small groups, you've done it in training before. The thing what we're looking to add is small group insights. And all we're trying to do is help bring insights, small group insights more specifically, into God's word that you may have. Uh, like there's certain passages of the Bible that I've taught on more times than others. And so what we're wanting you to do is, and we will have a template for you just to be able to submit a small group insight that, that we would like to put in these little individual books so that people can have a context of saying, Hey, here's how I can get some small group insights from this particular passage and how you've used it before. So not all of you are writers. Some of you may audio do it. Just re send us an audio recording and, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll make you look like you're a writer. But the, the point that I want to stress in this is that a lot of you have some great insights into God's word and how it plays into people growing or people growing as a small group. And what we want to be able to do is we want to draw you out. And this isn't for everybody, but I know there's a lot of you that, that could contribute to this. And by writing just, it's like a, a 500 word 
maybe six or 700 word small group insight that we can insert into these, these individualized books that will help our readers, you know, just understand God's word a little bit better. So there's a, a lot of things that can happen with it. James and I are working on the overall project of the, of the group method side of it and how that will play out. But what we'd love you to do is jump in with some small group insights. So again, in the show notes, uh, we'll put a template up there for you so that you can uh, be able to uh, say, okay, hey, I'm a writer and I'd like to contribute. Uh, and I'm praying for at least 120 of you that will want to make a difference uh, in this first little uh, smattering of books that we can uh, give people who are reading God's word in their small group some great small group insights. Yeah, if you want additional info for that, we actually have a Facebook uh, event going on April 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's in our Facebook group, the Small Group Network Facebook group. Uh, you can join that to get a bunch of details. Primarily, we're looking for uh, topics or commentary uh, or book studies from the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs at first. So if if what you have is focused more on the Old Testament, uh, hold on to it. We're, we'll get there, but we got to take this in manageable bite-sized chunks for the moment. So, and even the New Testament is probably a bigger chunk than we really should be taking, but that's the, that's what we're going to attempt. So April 13th, 10 a.m. Hey, that's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Basically, epistles are all kind of one thing anyway. So, no, I'm just kidding. I... Yeah. So Steve, that is a lot. They're probably, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, you're doing great. Uh, but now for the fun part, uh, Steve, we've made it 15 years into the small group network and we are getting ready to launch an ideas book, a podcast network and a Bible project. Uh, why don't you tell us about some of your predictions for the next 15 years? What do you think is coming? I mean, are we going to be doing small groups on the moon? What's your, what's your thoughts for the next 15 years? Yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the galactic version of the network that I'm really uh, super excited mm -hmm. about. If, if I'm around on this planet uh, for giggles, let's, let's, let's move it out and imagine with me if we were in uh 2037 2037 james you would be 55 55 i'd be 76 and so let's look at the 30th anniversary of the small group network now don't lay your odds on, you know, what James is doing, what I'm doing. But I, I think one of the things that I'm just going to focus on in this closing segment is that back in 2009, or let me go back to 2003, 2003, when we launched our, at Saddleback Church, when we launched the uh, online version of our messages and created a discipleship strategy with it. It, it was it was hit with a few bumps in in Christian world uh, because we were we were starting an online campus uh, back in 2003 and it was uh, it did to be honest with you it probably wasn't you know uh, felt really good around the nation but you know there were still radio shows there were TV shows so it wasn't that bad but you know it was it was somewhat cutting edge at the time but what really threw things into a little bit of a tizzy is when we launched uh, online small groups. And when we launched online small groups as, uh, in the early parts of 2009, uh, I had you know some well-meaning people just tell me how I was perverting community, how I was hurting community and everything like that. And, you know, generally when I got a chance to chat with them, I was able to share with them, you know, hey, we're, we're meeting them where, the, where they're at and we're trying to move them to where they need to be. And at that time, uh, I was, you know, getting caught up in a, a couple of different gaming businesses that were literally doing uh, small group building. They were they were creating guilds of people that would, you know, team together to do a small group game. I mean, that were doing an online game. And uh, I, I think if, I think it was World World of Warcraft, if I remember right, the the game I was looking into. But it was just a fascinating process of how they were engaging an online audience into community to to fulfill a task. 
And so it was kind of, you know, where we were going with that. And one of the things that I think it's going to be, one of the things we have to realize is that people are getting more and more of their information through online. But what the church has got to realize is that if we don't embrace that, just like, you know, I was telling churches, man, you know, you've got to get into virtual groups because that's where people are getting in groupings of. You've got to get into that game. Now, obviously, the pandemic woke everybody up and said, hey, if you weren't in the game, you're in the game now because, you know, your weekend service stopped. And so it's brought a lot of attention to it and it's not so cutting edge. But when I look forward to 2037, I have a son that is in the gaming uh in that gaming industry and in part of in that gaming world. And what I've watched over the last number of years take huge strides is uh, virtual networks and uh, doing a VR uh, with gaming and with games out there. And if I would say there's one thing the church has got to be a master of is saying, getting comfortable with how information's going but in and as much as you know there's going to be an AI world that is out there by the time 2037 hits, as much as there is virtual reality happening uh, today, it's very, very immersive. And before the porn industry and and business take it over for very bad needs, one of the things I would say that's a trend that we have got to grasp hold of is how is the church, not going to be downstream of culture again and maybe take a front seat in saying, how are we going to get into the VR world and how are we going to understand the digital world? And figuring out that if information is coming very readily through the digital environment, how much more is transformation going to be done in person? And so this is where small groups come into play. And I'm not saying that small groups will, uh, you know, be in a VR environment, uh, virtual reality environment, although I think it's a great place to meet people in. Uh, it's becoming a hangout uh, to take the digital world just that much more immersive. But I think all the more important that small groups where the transformation has got to move in person. And ironically, and only the way God could do it, the new small is going to be smaller and taking us to understanding it. And so I think as the church has got to get pretty, pretty locked into dealing with the ability of, um, you know, getting information out online, how much more hyper we've got to be to getting transformation to move into smaller groupings of people. And I'm talking three or four uh, to, to be able to see transformation happen because transformation is where it's at. Numbers is not where it's at. You know, counting nickels, counting noses, counting, you know, the, the simple things of, you know, how much money we bring in as a church and how many people are in attendance. I mean, so many people are talking about, you know, oh, the regathering. How's the regathering going? How are your numbers pre-pandemic and post-pandemic and what's the percentages? And I get why that conversation is happening. But what we've got to realize is that that digital environment is oh so present out there. And if we're going to sit here in 2037, you know, and still haven't cracked where AI and where VR is heading and how digital con consuming of content, we've talked a lot about that on this show, is, is going to, you know, impact uh, the world. We've got to understand that the flip side is Information is one part of the game. Transformation is the other part of the game. And cracking that transformational piece is going to be, we're going to have to be smaller, more fluid, and probably more stealthy to get uh, transformation happening. So just a quick I, look into the future. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. I think if I were to make a prediction for the next 15 years, uh, it would be that huddles are going to be an even bigger deal than they are right now for the small group network. I, mm. we, I think, uh, just like a, a growing thriving church, uh, is doing so because of small groups, the small group network is going to be growing and thriving because of our huddles. And I think 15 years from now, they'll probably look a little different, 
but I think that they will be the foundation that is really kind of the what draws everyone in. Like we're going to have hopefully this in 15 years, like the uh, the preeminent faith-based podcast network out there. Uh, we'll have, you know, every church will be using the group method, Bible study method in their, in their small groups and in Sunday school classes and all that, blah, blah, blah. But what will be really transformative and really amazing are the huddles where you can connect and meet with people who are doing what you're doing, struggling what you're struggling with and walking alongside with, of you in that. Because as we know, like our, our culture is not getting less divisive right now. Uh, we, people are slapping each other on the Oscars and all this things are. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Steve's finally interested in the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> I must confess. I, I did. I did watch that and it was unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, going, Oh my they yeah, need a seven so, second delay to take that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did so, not from the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the cult, like for our culture, I think relationships are going to be so in demand and so valuable that the huddle will be like the cornerstone that the rest of the network is built on. So if you're not in a ju- huddle, join one now. All that to say, be on the cutting edge. Be on the cutting edge. That's right. Well, it's great to have you guys for the the fifth Wednesday, James. Any any housekeeping we got to catch up, and before we sign off, uh, the biggest thing is just go and subscribe to all the other podcasts. There, like the the four core ones, the four main ones, uh, Stephen, Derek, and and Nick, and Carolyn, and Bill. Like you are already listening to those anyway, so just go ahead and subscribe. Leave a comment or a review on whatever your podcast app of choices. That's incredibly helpful. If you want to dabble in all this, we're going to be adding a bunch of their stuff to YouTube. So you don't have to subscribe. You can just go check out a video or whatever and see what you like. But yeah, that's, this is the beginning. I'm extremely excited, extremely pumped. uh, and would love to have you join in. So that's all I've got. Thanks for coming for Steve, for being a part of this fifth Wednesday. And I can't wait to see what happens in the next 12 months.